0: Are we ready?
1: Yeah, let's go. Okay.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm your hostess, Darcy Chambers, back here with my husband, Kyle my Chambers, co-host, and uh, we have a special guest returning, Dr. Mm-hmm. Rob Pennington. So
1: happy to be back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're laughing because we're recording these back to back, but yes. we have to pretend like <laughs> they're a few weeks apart. You tomorrow. blew the cover? <laughs> Well, if you listen to any of our episodes, you know that we don't take ourselves very seriously. We're kind of no. a joking group. yeah. Yep. So um, the first one went so well while we were sitting here talking, we decided to record another like, one. Can't and can't stop. So <laughs> we're going to go for round two. And Kyle had something he wanted to bring up, but yes. I made him
2: stop. So In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped.
1: You know we started talking uh, last one a little bit about communication and communication is almost always the last procedure that everyone writes it's usually just some fluff that's thrown together with very little thought applied to it and it's about internal communication customer communication supplier communication and in my experience people do a very very poor job of of talking (laughs) to folks and communicating their ideas communicating their needs in um, communicating when, when problems occur, I can only imagine you've seen this in your experience True. as well. <laughs> What's
2: your insight about why you think they have that difficulty? It's very hard
1: to define. Okay. You know, I can put a number next to customer defects, I can put a number next to my revenue, I can put a number next to my efficiency, I can turn all those boxes green. I can't make a communication box turn green. And people like those boxes that turn green.
2: What's the criteria for success that's the analogy what is it you want in the receiver of your communication that would be like the green box turning right. green what would that be like what kind of reaction would you like
1: um see and that's where even even i have a hard time okay. uh defining it here is so let's say that we're, we're talking about um supplier communication supplier relationships right uh the, the most detail that you usually find is that someone identifies Uh, maybe a single point of contact, Um, but what information uh, do we need to communicate on each of these? You know, how do we need to do it? How do we need to handle conflict? And I think that's probably the key piece where I see people fail is no one has any idea how to handle conflict. That's true.
2: And we talked a lot about that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which we can go into further. But what I'm wanting to see is that there's some need your client has that you're trying to meet. Right. One of the things I'd recommend is that that be very clear up front and confirmed. Okay. That you are saying in your words right. what they would agree with. Right. And a lot of times the problem is with expertise, mm-hmm. we have jargon. Yes. We have technical phrases. Yes. And you really have to learn to speak in the words of your client. Mm-hmm. And in particularly, the things that they worry about. So, what is keeping them up at night? Yeah, what are they worried about? And they drive into work. Those phrases mm-hmm. are the ones that will register with them and have them be more curious about what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, for many years, my focus is on reducing the resistance to change. Right. <laughs> wow, everybody needs that, but that's not what people are thinking about. No. Mm-hmm. Nobody's sitting up, boy. I need to reduce my resistance. To change. <laughs> Amen. so it was actually a teaching point right it wasn't a marketing point right you mm-hmm. know so what I you know learned to do is you have to interview your client enough to find out yeah that's what we're talking about pulling stuff out and so what I learned is my potential clients which are you know corporate executives performance is it performance now they have lots of ways of defining that right and what they want are practical tools Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I had a, it took me years, I mean decades,
1: <laughs>
2: to get to these phrases that are the ones that my potential clients are worried about or gotcha. concerned about. Gotcha. So in an organization, you have different departments, and they have their own languages, mm-hmm. yeah. and they have their own ways 100%. of doing things, and yet they need the other departments to either implement mm-hmm. <laughs> or collaborate or promote. And so you need to learn enough about the other department to know what their needs and concerns are. Because if what you're doing doesn't somehow meet their needs or concerns, Mm -hmm. they don't have any motivation. Right. In fact, they have more resistance. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yes, as an expert, you have to know what it is you're going to ultimately want to achieve. Right. But there's a process of kind of laying the foundation for getting there. Right. And so making sure not only that you understand the needs, but they experience you understanding the needs would be an important part of that. Right. The other thing you brought up was conflict.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Tell me more about what kind of conflict do you see happening? Where in what form?
1: Um, so, are you talking
2: about people argue with each other?
1: Argue. No, more of a, more of battling back and forth about requirements. Each being convinced they're they're correct on their their technical laid out requirements.
2: Great. Now <laughs> notice, I what I just did. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got more information. Uh huh. Right. I could have taken what you said and went off on what I thought it meant, mm-hmm. but now I know speci- precisely what your concern is. Right. So you have two groups. They each have a different value, maybe. Yeah. They might actually have different marching orders from their bosses. And they do. And what's fascinating to me is they still think they should be working it out at their level.
1: Yes. And, and so you just get lots of headbutts. Yeah,
2: and then what happens is they go and complain up the chain how uncooperative the other people are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're the bad ones. Yeah. See, and by the way, we learn this in our family. So when do your kids complain about the other kids ever? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no. <We laughs> they go and ages. tell on the right. others. Yeah. Uh, so we do that as an adult too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what we have is a process of uh, where we want people to go through that initial. Process, but when they get to the place where we're not making an agreement, you really got to implement some of these models that we have at successfulworkrelationships.com, okay, like the six stages of reaching an agreement. But there's also one about uh, um, interface resolution process, we even have a flow chart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, see, but see, these are things that are easy, actually, easier in, in our profession to sell because this is something that I can put on a paper say this is how I need you to attack things when you have a problem.
2: So, for instance, let's say you two are representative of these two groups that have these. uh, So, and let's say I'm your supervisor, okay? (laughs) Typically, you would each come to me individually and complain about the other. Right. So, what our model says is you've gone through your own process of making sure you each understand the other point of view because when you come to me, you come together. Right. And you explain to me her point of view, to her satisfaction. And you explain to me his point of view, to his satisfaction, and where you have a difference that from each of your understanding, you were supposed to uphold this responsibility, this value, et cetera. Now, it's like you're handing me the baby to split. (laughs) (laughs) But people don't know how to do that or don't know that Mm -hmm. it's right to do. And so the organizational dysfunction gets stuck in these unresolvable conflicts that Mm -hmm. people don't even want to like let anyone know or something. And it's happening all the time. It does. Mm-hmm. And not
1: just within an organization. Um, and I've got two examples. One, they've some inner internal uh, communication problems. And the other one, they've got uh, terrible communication problems with their suppliers. That's true. And it's the same type thing. But
2: if you can't do this internally, it's hard
1: to do it across the boundary. It is. So
2: what did you think about the process I was suggesting about how to uh, bring it up the
1: chain? No, no. I like it because that's what I was thinking here is that uh, is – i guess indirectly i've been trying to suggest same thing but not worded um quite so so well, well i thought a lot about it <laughs> <laughs> yes. he's, he's got a few <laughs> <things on you. laughs> just a little bit and you know 30 years of marriage counseling <laughs> <laughs> which gets a long way though, for sure. so
2: so what did you like about it
1: no i like because you have to get yourself the other person's uh point of view because either you accept they're trying to do their job to some good measure or you accept that they're not. Yeah, And that's the way that I've always seen it. And so I would much rather assume they're trying to do their yes. job. And we're just failing to yes. agree.
2: Because otherwise, we take it personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a human thing. Anytime we feel uncomfortable, we make a judgment something's wrong. Mm-hmm. If I'm uncomfortable, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. If someone's doing something and I feel uncomfortable, what they're doing is wrong. Right. But we don't just judge their behavior, we judge their motives. Why are they being like that? Oh, yeah. Why are yeah, they doing so, that to me? Right. <laughs> being disrespectful, not being appreciative. Now we take it personally, and then we react, and now we're in kind of in our corners. Mm-hmm. And that happens so easily and so quickly. It does. Uh, and we lose the experience of valuing and respecting and appreciating each yeah. other. And that really is most important in learning how to deal with disagreements.
1: Well, I'm kind of looking here and thinking, one of the things that I, I try to tell folks so often is document every nonconformity you can. I really honest. I'm not gonna say no matter how small, because some things really get pretty petty. Um, but document nonconformities, um, the the small ones to the big ones. So if you've got a supplier that has you know 29 nonconformities in the last quarter, that's not your ammunition to beat them over the head. That's to try to figure out, hey, look, they have their own unique, independent organization, completely separate from you. Why are they doing it this way? Could you feed them different instructions? Yeah. But, and this is where I have a hard time sometimes selling, and I think a lot of other quality managers do as well, uh, because I'm just putting myself in the shoes of the quality manager here, is how do I put a metric to that? How do I put a scorecard to that?
2: Well, one of the things that's in the way, before you get there, is being able to find out what the challenges, problems, and risks they're seeing Mm -hmm. of what you're recommending. Yeah. Typically, we don't ask the question.
1: Yeah, true. (laughs) So true.
2: (laughs) And, And now it becomes an easier conflict because they don't know how to collaborate and say, well, here are some problems and challenges. They just go, no. Yeah. That won't work. Well, and I feel <laughs> like in today's either.
0: world, if you ask a question, then it automatically puts, even if it's a, like, tell me more or what, it, it tends to put people on the defensive. I feel like people in our society are so sensitive to everything. It puts, I mean, yeah. even in social situations, <laughs> yes. there's been, you know, situations where we've had conflict and Kyle and I will both say well why don't we all come sit down oh we don't need to do that we you know and they don't want to sit down with a group and another person and have a conversation
2: yeah it's it's nice if everyone knows what we're talking about and how to do it well but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still valuable if only one person does yeah yeah okay so just this idea of as soon as you notice some resistance Stepping back, breathing, relaxing, you know, the speedthroughstress.com stuff and start asking more questions, but specifically asking, what are the challenges, what are the problems, what are the risks you see in the direction I'm suggesting? This is a great way to bring up differences of opinion. Mm -hmm. Then a leader's role is really, I think, majority is facilitating differences of opinion. Mm -hmm. So if you're leading a team, Mm -hmm. most of the time you would like the team to make a decision. If it's only you making the decision, then everybody's brain was deadened and they're just waiting for you to tell them (laughs) what to do. And they're probably going to not watch out for you when you're about to stumble. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why?
0: Well, I think all of this is very valuable when you ask Kyle about what conflicts is he seeing with the mm-hmm. supplier situation. Mm-hmm. It took him a second to think it about did. like he didn't even know exactly how to describe it. And I think back to, you know, like one of the demos I went to you, with you when you're trying to demo software, it probably would be more valuable to go meet cuz like you said, each department yeah. and you know, with us, each you're department right. has the what they're wanting out of our software. And if you go meet with everybody, right. then you ask one person a question, well, somebody going <coughs> to jump in before this person has time to think about what they really want.
2: Yeah. Even if I'm invited to just do a training or a presentation, I want to do some interviews.
0: Mm-hmm. If yeah. I
2: can do a survey, I want to do that. Because it helps me understand the words that are being used in describing yeah. the area I'm talking about, and I'll have a greater chance for having uh, an impact. True.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I run into that a lot because different, different industries, they'll talk about the exact same thing, but use totally different words.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally
1: different words, if you've got the same issue.
2: But, you know, I've made mistakes too. I mean, the tendency is we're given a task, so let's go off and complete the task <laughs> and then go and deliver it to who's going to be right. actually implementing it, mm-hmm. as opposed to let's start by asking them more yeah. about the problem that we think this could be helpful to. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if, again, they don't experience us understanding their problem, yeah. why would they think we have anything? It would be a value. I, right. I would imagine
1: that the pushback you get on that is it takes a lot more work up front. Mm-hmm. True. But, but you have much chances, it says completion.
2: Absolutely. Or we know where the challenges are. Yeah. You know, so it's like, do you just want to throw some money at something or do you want to make a difference?
0: <laughs> right. And I think that's a big problem for what we do is, you know, we help them develop their quality management program and we have the mm-hmm. software. But you know, so many times they want, like I mentioned earlier, they want Kyle to do it for them, but then it's not theirs; no. it's his.
2: True, but I think there may be an option there for how you interface in a supportive way, mm-hmm. where you're not yeah. doing it, but you're getting paid to monitor, support, coach them doing. It. <laughs> we mm-hmm. were just talking about that we were, yesterday. We were, just
0: we were actually just between us, <laughs> about and that life. might be
2: new to you. <laughs> that might be a different mm-hmm. role. Yeah. One of the things I'd recommend you do is find someone who's doing it yeah. mm-hmm. that way and, and see what you can learn from them. You know, so I'm a past president of the National Speakers Association mm-hmm. because I want to be around the people who are doing what I want to be doing and doing it better than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, And so the more you can explore when some company has a need and they're looking mm-hmm. to you to fill it, Where's a negotiated option? So you may not want to come in and do it mm-hmm. but you might want to be the person and you might end up even making more money for less time mm-hmm. <laughs> than coming in and doing yeah. it to be the person who's always kind of there for them to call and you yep. get paid every time they call. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And you're on a kind of retainer. Those are wonderful things to have. (laughs) (laughs) So one time I had a project, and um, I divided it over the number of months of the project and just had them pay me that per month. At the end of the project, I said, gosh, you know, um, it would be okay just to continue at this monthly rate and just see how it goes, and you you can cancel it any (laughs) time. And they said, Sure. That lasted five years. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. No, but, I mean, this goes to the same topic I started with, this communication of it's, it's, it's a failure on my part to, to really understand what is it's really, really needing. is. Are they just afraid to do the work and would rather me do it, or is there yeah. a deeper need that I've not gotten right. to yet? So you may need to do a little bit
2: more yeah. of a diagnosis and have them pay you for that <laughs> to understand what their <laughs> capabilities are right? because they would like it to be internally controlled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bad thing you could say about having me is that then I'm gone. You know, then right so let me see what we can do to support the people who are there doing it. Good point. And you know, give a
0: proposal. Yeah. No, it's a
1: good yeah. point. Good point.
2: So All right. uh, anything else? How much time we got? I, I think, think we got, like got
0: 3 minutes. 3 minutes so. left.
2: Okay. So everyone is going to have conflict. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. What you want to learn how to do is get good at dealing with it. And the main thing I want everybody to learn is just to ask more questions. I agree. <laughs> just to ask more questions. You can't
0: lose by asking more questions. No, no. and
2: it does require some humility. Mm-hmm. It does. You have to be willing to admit that you don't know everything.
1: Mm-hmm. It is hard. And you have to
2: admit <laughs> that you have a tendency to think you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that no matter what we think, we think we're right about it or we would not be thinking it. We've
0: never run into that before. We? <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, as adults, it's one thing. Change it, don't change it. But if nothing else, teach your kids. Amen. And that's what we well, are That's not going to happen
2: by how we say it. It's going to yeah. happen by how we do it. I
0: totally agree. I remember
2: my daughter, I noticed I was upset because she never apologized for anything. <laughs> and what I realized is that neither did I.
0: <laughs> and so, rather than try to teach her about
2: the importance and value of it, I really started looking for every opportunity I could to do that. To yeah. And uh, it took her about two years, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I noticed her doing it. So, look at the people who you're chow- What is the thing about uh, take the log out of your eye before you take the spoon oh, yeah. out of theirs? Yeah. yeah. So, there's always lessons we can learn from other people's unlearned lessons. Mm-hmm. True.
0: Yeah. Very true. Our eight year old. The last week or so, I've started hearing him say. So what I'm understanding is. Yes. <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is and the first time he said it. I had to do. It, I was like, wait. Go give that guy a <laughs> like, hug. <laughs> Bravo! How rare is that in any
2: person? We learned
0: we laid, yeah. waited too long with our 11 year olds. So you know. They're we already got to, cooked. Huh? We got to, no, we're still working on it. Yeah. You got time. We, he's you got still time. In the oven.
2: <laughs> well, there's always time when he's gonna want something. Mm-hmm. and that's a good time to begin making agreements yeah. because you know when a kid's born what percent responsibility do you have for him 100% right mm-hmm. and there's some time when you want them to be 100% responsible mm-hmm. but in between there you've got to make some transitions where you move from being the one responsible to be more of a consulted coach asking them so what are your choices what are you gonna yeah. do mm-hmm. so it's no longer your choice
1: yeah you're mm-hmm.
2: no longer responsible They get to make the choice. They get to deal with the consequences of that. And you'd like them to experience that before they leave. Yes,
0: (laughs) absolutely.
1: No, I I like it. I I like it. You know, um, I guess I'll kind of wrap up on on this point because this is kind of where I started, is communication is is one of the the hardest things um, as an auditor, as a consultant, as anything for me to work with folks because you you can't turn that, there's no box to turn green. But I, I think there's some valuable, you know, takeaways here of, you know, what data are you gathering from the other party before you, you make a, a decision? You know, what? Um, how many contact attempts have been made before a complaint was filed? You, you can add some, because people have to have some numbers. tangibles. Yes, mm-hmm. you have to have some tangibles. And whether or not someone's tallying on a spreadsheet, that's not what I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. But you put something there so that when you as a leader have a conversation with your purchasing manager, your production mm-hmm. manager, whoever it is, you have some talking points from that procedure that are in the right direction,
2: right. and people can learn more at successfulworkrelationships.com.
1: We will make sure to leave go. all the notes. There's in a that. little
2: three-minute video on how to empty another person of their ideas, so there's room for yours.
0: Oh, that's
1: that's I, I gotta check that out. Oh, whoops. <laughs> 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 I guess that's our beeper. To Time's done. up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank
1: you again. Thank you You're very much. Wonderful. This is awesome.
0: Thanks.